Colin Farrell will only be in movies where he turns into other actors if he can turn into Johnny Depp. <laughs> the fact that that's happened twice in cinematic history is just fucking bananas to me. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Horse and Aloud, arguably one of the best Australian Bojack Horseman podcasts. I'm Jem DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. And today we watched Season 5, Episode 8. It's called Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze. Is there like a pun I'm not getting? Like, I know that it's Boo is in Girlfriend and Boo is in Ghosts. I think that's just it. Is that the whole thing? Yeah. I thought maybe it was meant to be like a really weak pun on Mr. Peanut Butter's house. Probably not. (laughs) It's the Halloween one. Yeah, and it's not spooky. It's kind of spooky. The spookiness of the onward march of time and entropy. <laughs> but you get that from, like, almost every episode of Bojack Horseman. Yeah, but it's so stark in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is jumping way ahead. But the ending credits, they reminded me of, like, the Simpsons episodes, the Treehouse of Horror ones. I don't think you could possibly jump further ahead without talking about a episode. <laughs> But yes, it is a a fun, spooky version of the Bojack Horseman end theme in like a, I guess a minor key. It sounds sad and spooky, so it must be a minor key. And it's on like theremin and organ and such. Yeah, spooky instruments. We don't really do Halloween in Australia. Do. Not, I mean, this kind of Halloween we do, but like people don't really trick or treat in Australia. Oh no, definitely. Which I feel like is still the primary purpose of Halloween. Like none of us in this generation really. Gr- there, are, there are like some pockets of trick or treaters now, but it's a really hard thing to get started unless everyone gets on board having things for the children. Really wish that I had an America childhood. I mean, that <laughs> part of it anyway. Because I really love Halloween and I would have super loved trick-or-treating as a kid. I did it once. Yeah? Yeah, when I was in like grade one or grade two, maybe even prep. Um, huh. Which is going to mean nothing to like international listeners. When I was like younger than eight, say, um, we all, yeah, I don't know, somebody's mum organised for us to go up to the street which means to the local store shops and like trick or treat the businesses and the, it was all pre-planned so the businesses all mm. had candy to give us that's cool that was pretty rad if you have a kid you should organize that something like that at least one halloween i never got a whisper of halloween when i was younger than eight <laughs> do you want to know what i went as what at the time i was like oh, i hate my parents they, everybody else's parents but lots of time and effort and money into making their costumes and i literally white blanket with some holes cut out that's so cool and ironic i know in hindsight it's cool at the time i was like Ugh. and also now i realize my parents were working their asses off owning their own small business <laughs> yeah but that was selfish of them <laughs> so this episode is just fucking packed with background stuff yeah I'd noticed some of them, but for once, the trivia section in the Wikipedia page is actually really useful. Oh, cool. On the Bojack Wiki. Princess Carolyn dresses as Amelia Earhart every Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Like, her, her costume gets... Per- oh, we haven't mentioned this. This episode takes place in four different time periods. It was a bitch to record what happened. <laughs> yeah, I think that... 
it was a really sensible use of the framing device because like they have episodes in BoJack all the time where they're swapping back and forth between the present and the past. There are four different timelines here, and that would be confusing as fuck if it wasn't for the fact that it's always at a Halloween party. So it's mm. cutting back between everything, but everyone's wearing different costumes, or at least the main characters are, so it makes it like much easier to tell what time period you're looking at. Yeah. Which I think is a c- a clever. <laughs> a cockroach wears a Beetlejuice costume every year. I like that. Mm-hmm. A moth always dresses as a ghost, although each year he eats a bit of his sheet until he finishes up at the end of the episode in 2018. <laughs> like, I noticed the moth wearing the really, like, like just a bit of ghost on his head. I actually thought it was some weird Silence of the Lambs reference, because I thought that it was someone who had dressed as a moth and then also, like, put, like, a skin mask on. Ooh. Ooh, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's subtle and not it doesn't make sense. Good work. But no, it's just a hunky moth, as we all aspire to be. So in 1993, Hank Hippopopoulos dresses as Garth and a human man dresses as Wayne, each of whom are from the movie and Saturday Night Live skit Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. I have never known what Wayne's World is, and I do not care to. Oh, really? Yep. A man and a woman are dressed as Scooby-Doo and Velma from the Scooby-Doo franchise. In 2004... Jorge Garcia, who plays Hurley on Lost, is dressed as Shrek. Oh, I thought that was. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's why Mr. Peanut Butter's talking to him about Lost. Oh, yeah, and he says that line about Gilligan's Island. A woman is dressed as Mrs. Incredible from The Incredibles. A woman is dressed in a torn green top and loincloth and carries a volleyball with a face on it, referencing Castaway. A man is wearing rabbit ears and a basketball jersey that reads Space Jelly both of which reference Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes movie Space Jam. A lemur is wearing a t-shirt that reads Vote for Tina, referencing Napoleon Dynamite, and the llama is the movie named Tina. That probably is meant to say the llama in the movie named Tina. Yes. A Yorkie dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. A llama is dressed similarly to Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Really hedging your bets there, Bojack Wiki. (laughs) Could have just been Zorro. Two girls and a cat are dressed as Regina George, Gretchen Wieners, and Karen Smith from Mean Girls. Wieners? Wieners. I've seen Mean Girls. A running gag, which is seen in 1993, 2004, and 2009, includes Mr. Peanut Butter talking to actors from TV shows famous at the time. In 1993, he talks to David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson from The X-Files. I liked their costumes, because they are dressed as an alien and a witch, respectively, Mm. which is fun because David Duchovny's alien costume is really shitty and Scully would not believe in witches. In 2009, he talks to two actors from Glee. Yeah, Leah Michelle. And... Chris Colfer. That show was really good in 2009. It's not so good now. I think I accidentally watched an episode of it one time. Oh. That's my story about Glee. <laughs> <laughs> in the establishing shot, at first we see just like some mice and the three blind mice. Oh, yeah. They're carrying like pumpkin thingies full of candy. So presumably they're just mice who are like, let's dress as blind people. Oh, yeah. Also, the three blind mice song is sort of terrifying in the Bojack universe as I'm many things yeah like implies torture and stuff doesn't it yeah well you know dismemberment (laughs) also the paintings on bojack's walls change throughout the decades and also we see the celebrity stealing club steal one of his paintings in the background at one point yeah yeah i think that was in the present like 2018 so yeah that's good to know they're still up and going (laughs) after knocking todd out and leaving him for dead (laughs) 
Good for them. Yeah. So can I get started into the, the episode? Yes. So Mr. Peanut Butter's in 1997. Nope, 1993 with his wife, Katrina. And he's going as a hippie. And she's going as Blossom. Just do me a favor and don't leave me alone, okay? Okay. Now hurry up and finish getting ready. I'm kidding. Can you imagine if I spoke to you like that? I really can't. And we go to 2004 and Mr. Peanut Butter is dressed as a literal notebook. And Jessica Beale, his wife, is dressed as Rachel McAdams from The Notebook. She was considered to be in The Notebook. Oh, was she? Yep. Hmm. I just knew that. I didn't read it from Wikipedia at all. <laughs> Are you sure you're going to be okay at this party? Whenever I went with Katrina, we'd always end up in a big fight. Well, I'm not Katrina. This is going to be fun. Okay. I just know you're afraid of mummies, and since it's Halloween, we might see some mummies. Will you stay on the lookout and keep those creepy corpses away from me? And then 2009, Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are going, and they're referencing The Hangover. I'm going to be honest, I didn't even understand Diane's costume, even when she explained it. It's just very complicated. Note of it. I'm a notebook. I'm not sure I get our costumes. You're the guy from The Hangover. And you are... Your baby Bjorn. Borg. Famous 70s tennis player. And what's with the robot stuff? Borg. From Star Trek. And you're also a baby? In The Hangover, the guy had a baby Bjorn. Baby Bjorn Borg. Seems like a lot of explaining. We'll get it. I don't know Bjorn Borg, but other than that, I understood it. He's some kind of sportman. Okay. And, oh, it kind of sets up that this will be the first time that Diane meets Bojack. Every Halloween party I went to with one of my ex-wives, we'd get in a huge blowout. I am so relieved that you are fun and easygoing, so there is no danger of that happening. Mm-hmm. And then we go to 2018, and Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles are going to the Halloween party. I love that we both love parties, but more than that, I love you. Aw, I love you too. And I love these costumes! But tell me one more time, what are these costumes? We're new social media app sensation, Tweed Feed. It's Insta plus Snapchat if they both boinked Friendster, which I guess was a thing in the 70s. And I honestly don't know if their costumes are meant to be, like, making fun of TikTok or if TikTok is even a thing. TikTok's a new, like, Vine, Snapchat platform thingy. I don't even I've know. I've never heard it's, of it. It's horrible. Okay. And then we see a cool setup where we see all of them driving to the party in different sections of the screen. This is going to be the best Halloween ever. So the intro differences section on the wiki page for this episode has two entries, mm -hmm. which are what the first one is kind of useless and the second one is interesting. Okay. The first one is Bojack's species and the show's name are back to normal. Oh, from last episode. I, I guess that's technically a difference from the last episode. <laughs> But I wouldn't have put it in there. No. Although I guess most changes to the intro endure over multiple episodes. Mm -hmm. And the other one is that Mr. Peanut Butter is dressed as his character from Filbert at the beginning of the party scene. Okay. Instead of being dressed in his normal clothes, which is quite interesting. Hmm. So Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles arrive at Bojack's house. Bojack must really love Halloween if he has this big bash every year, huh? Oh yeah. He's a real fiend for the ween. And we find out that Bojack hosts the party every year through a flashback, which, yeah, happened in the first year. What's that? 1993. Why are you at my house? Remember when I invited you to my Halloween party and you said you'd love to come, but you couldn't because you were having your own Halloween party? Oh, right. Oh. Well, I figured, hey, why not have a crossover party? So I brought my party to you. 
This is a lot of firsts in this episode. Yeah, it is. Because we've got most people he's, like, seen before, but this is, like, probably the first time he's had to hang out with Mr. Peanut Butter much. Mm -hmm. It's when he technically meets Diane, even though he doesn't remember it. And it's, I think that the present timeline, it's the first time that he meets Pickles outside of her being the waitress. Yep. And he meets Todd. You yep. get to see the origin of Todd living in his house for ages. <laughs> also, it's probably the first time that he really hung out with Princess Carolyn as well, because he just calls her Merv's intern. Mm, it is a little fist. God damn it, why are you here? At the end of last year's Halloween party, you said, let's do this again next year, like you've said it every Every Halloween party for the last 11 years. <laughs> that does not sound like me. Oh no, Mr. Peanut Butter, party goers? No, is it? Sure is. Happy your 25 years running Halloween party. Jane is annoyed that Bojack didn't tell her that the party was happening and she goes off to the op shop to try to get an outfit. Bojack forgets that he's wearing his detective costume. He thinks he's in his normal clothes. Yeah, I also noticed that. Um, Diane pulls up to the party and she's forgotten that it was Halloween, I guess. I missed why she came to the party. Was it just to talk to Bojack or? She was there to drop off the new script pages. Oh, okay. Does Bojack not have a mailbox? Apparently not. Maybe it's, you know how script pages are sometimes secret because of like boilers and stuff and them getting out on the internet. Man, I bet people go through celebrities' mailboxes all the time if they can. Yeah. I know I would. Yeah, you would. Uh, and then we jump to a flashback in 1993. Marv's intern, you're on door duty. You got it. I'm very good at opening doors. Do you have any candy for trick-or-treaters? No, I don't know. Just hand out these Emmy screeners. I'm on it. And the box that she's holding, like, they just write a different year on it in yeah. every timeline. She's just always handing out screeners because no one wants them, I guess. Yeah. I listened to a few podcasts where people lately have mentioned getting screeners and, like, not watching them yet. Like, I think it's a running joke that no one wants to watch screeners, but oh, okay. you have to like, <laughs> awards shows. Yeah, so then we go to the present and we see that Princess Carolyn is wearing the same costume and she greets Diane and we find out she's still the door person and then it, like, transitions to 2004 and she opens the door to trick-or-treaters and tells them that they they are not the right age to be trick-or-treating. Trick they need to be younger and trick-or-treating or older and old enough to go to the party. Are you going to mention that they are Todd and Emily? Yes. So they're Todd and Emily. And also some random kid. Yeah. I feel sort of bad for that random kid because he's definitely just there so that it's a trio of kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we see the door slam and open and it's now 2009 and Todd's an adult. <laughs> How about now? Okay, come on in. Whoa, cool house. I can see why the Wikipedia page just, like, synopsized each timeline separately. Because, yeah. like, this is a really bad episode to podcast in sequence. <laughs> like, all of the clever transitions and, like, fun visual storytelling and playing with time is nothing but a thumbtack in our podcasting asses right now. <laughs> but good work, Bojack team. <laughs> oh yeah, so Todd questions Princess Carolyn about why she's doing this, the door job, and this leads her, like, I think this leads her to decide to leave Bojack. I gotta live my life! I deserve to be adored by a man, yet here my dreams lie dormant. I don't mean to get mordantly morbid, but did I get all adorably adorned to get bored manning doors? No more! Which is sort of depressing, because we know that 
she, like, continues to date him on and off for at least another two years. Yeah. Because they're doing that when the show opens and Todd has has lived at Bojack's house for a couple of years at that point. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. So she was like, I gotta go live my life for real, but took a little while... Yeah. Depressing. Oh, it is. Uh, then we go to 1993 and Mr. Peanut Butter keeps being distracted by people and leaving Katrina by herself mm. in the corner. In 2004, we see Todd's uh, Todd and his friends teeping Bojack's house because they didn't get any candy from Princess Carolyn. I used to be so confused when people talked about teepeeing people's houses because I think I heard the phrase before ever seeing it written down or seeing them throw toilet paper on it. So mm. I always assumed it had something to do with making someone's house look like a teepee. <laughs> Because we don't call it TP in Australia. No, we don't. I've, I've never heard anyone call it that. We I also don't it. think we really do it to houses. No. We just call it toilet paper. We've got time. <laughs> America, slow down. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid to say the whole thing or to put some extra U's next to the O's in some words <laughs> that don't need to be there. <laughs> just really take just take a just leisurely. Write and say things longer than they need to be. <laughs> You'll be so much more laid back. <laughs> I think we egg houses more than we teepee houses. Yeah. Well, I feel like that must be at least partly because almost everywhere in Australia, toilet papering someone's house is like a huge fire hazard. Yeah, good point. Like... We're basically one big California that's always on fire. <laughs> like, there are definitely <laughs> some places where it would be fine to toilet paper people's houses outside of summer, but, like, I can see why it never really took off as, like, a fun cultural prank yeah. in, like, <laughs> Australian society. Whereas eggs, even if your house does get burnt up, free fried eggs. <laughs> I think eggs do more damage because they're, like, at least to cars they do more damage. I'm not sure about houses. But... Oh, man. One of my favourite pranks I've ever heard of is to put prawns in someone's hubcaps. Okay, why? Just, like, stick them in through the holes. Because the, because after, like, a day, your car's going to smell really bad and you won't know why and it'll be really hard to get them out even if you figure out the problem. Aww, that's not a good prank. Oh, by good, I mean, like, awful. Like, I would never do that to someone okay. unless I really, really disliked them and okay. knew where to get prawns. <laughs> One really bad prank that I've always wanted to do to someone is to just, like, open their umbrella and, like, put a bunch of icing sugar in it and close it again. Yeah, you were so talking about that. Yeah. It would just be so... Like, I invented it. I don't think anyone's ever done that. <laughs> but, like, you would just be like, oh, it's raining outside or it's going to rain. I'll take my umbrella. Like, you don't open your umbrella unless it's already raining. Yeah. So, like, it would just go boom and, like, you would just get really, really sticky. And it's kind of perfect because you carry an umbrella when it's unopened upside down so the stuff yeah. wouldn't fall out. It's like I'm it's a genius. genius. <laughs> I'm a genius and I'm cursed by the fact that there's no one that I dislike enough to do that to who's umbrella I have access to. <laughs> That's my favourite bit. <laughs> On the subject of, like, bad pranks to cars, I once got 
dragged to like my friend's older brother's milk party where just every year they would all try and drink four liters of milk because that was meant to be like the physical limit of how much milk a human can drink yeah and like we went to get milk before the party because went in rome but the supermarket was out of milk just because of this one dude's party and we were like you guys are out of milk and they were like yeah we know once a year all (laughs) our milk gets bought but it's not the same day every year and we don't know why yeah because that's how they forecast it. Wow. <laughs> See, that's a good prank. Prank a supermarket. <laughs> so everyone was trying to drink all this milk and there was just a big um, tub, mm. like a massive bucket out the back because everyone would drink as much milk as they could and then just like vomit all the milk into the tub. Mm. And then afterwards they went and like dumped it all on some guy's car. Oh god. And the guy was away for a few days, I heard, and so it was like, and it was really hot, so like all the milk just dried on his car. Happy Halloween! (laughs) (laughs) At university for like, I can't even remember what it was for, but they would get like five guys to do that challenge and they dye the the milk like different colors <laughs> and they die every time <laughs> <laughs> every year a sacrifice of five young men <laughs> ashes to ashes milk to milk <sighs> let's move on from milk oh, i do just want to mention though that at the milk party for like five years running someone would call the cops and the cops would turn up expecting these like 18 year olds to be binge drinking but yeah. they'd just be drinking milk and being rowdy and the cops would just be like you're not doing anything illegal but we still feel like we should arrest you but we won't goodbye <laughs> you disgust us <laughs> <laughs> And that's how it became illegal to drink milk in Tasmania. Yeah. One of my friends in high school legit got lemon essence. Not bad, but like you had to show an ID to buy lemon essence at this specific supermarket. Uh, Because he used to just buy all of it and get drunk off it because it's quite a high alcohol content. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Just go to Bunnings, get some metho. (laughs) Yum. Okay, if we find out why Jessica is afraid of mummies, it's because she was going to be in the mummy movie, but she didn't get the role. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true, do you think? Could be. It's not the kind of thing that's, like, going to be on IMDb or anything, really. She kind of done an interview about it. It'd be such a boring interview. <laughs> <laughs> so I googled Jessica Biel mummy movie, and it just brought up stuff about her Entering motherhood or this episode of Bojack. <laughs> so I'm giving up there. I've just put Bojack meets pickles and is quite rude. Hey, remember that time that lady freaked out because she saw a mummy? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of my ex wives. Oh, yeah. Man, you brought so many wives and girlfriends <laughs> to these parties, I cannot keep track. Well, don't forget about pickles, huh? Why is the waitress here talking about pickles? This is my girlfriend. Her name is Pickles. My last name is Aplenty. Do I need to know this one? Is she going to be around for a while? <laughs> I like that you're arousing me. And we find out she was born in 1993. Also, Bojack just, like, picks up a piece of pizza and then pours something from his flask over the slice of pizza and, like, drinks it, like, across the pizza. Oh, God, that's gross. So, like, he's having some pizza-flavoured, like, whiskey, I guess, I think is his drink of choice. Yeah. So that's... Disgusting. But maybe it's good. But no. Maybe it's the secret ingredient that makes... Okay. It's a food hack. <laughs> or possibly a cocktail. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, he's using it like a, not even like a cup because you don't use a cup. Or like a water slide. Yeah. So in 2009, Diane is not having a good time but insists that she wants to stay. And then we get a nice little transition and we see her in the present wanting to leave, but she can't leave because Todd's big Hummer is blocking her car in. This is where cars should be able to go sideways. Yeah. The cars in iRobot have spherical wheels so they can just like go round and round. It's like the ball (laughs) on one of the old style mouses. And I just think that they should get on that. Yeah. Parallel parking would be so easy. Yeah. I think some high-tech cars do it already, but yeah. I mean, we're sort of at the point where it's almost not even worth doing that because robots are going to drive all our cars fairly soon. Yeah, that's why I I continue thinking it's okay that I haven't learned how to parallel park yet. That's why I continue thinking it's okay that I haven't learned how to drive. Fair enough. Can't wait to get a self-driving bicycle. (laughs) They could make that. I guess it'd just be like a moped, but you power it by pedaling. Yeah. But you don't steer or anything. No. I feel like you couldn't sleep on it because I feel like you need your balance. You're right. I don't think I could sleep on my exercise bike either. Yeah, okay. I'm just thinking like I I think one of the benefits of self-driving cars is that I can sleep in the car. <laughs> oh, be able yeah, to I get guess. that benefit on a bike. I think that the main benefit of self-driving vehicles is going to be that way less people will die. But yeah. This is the other thing is that like, like bicycles may end up in the position where in cities at least they are like the only human powered vehicles on the roads. Mm. All the cars are self-driving. I wouldn't be surprised if they invent some kind of, like, little fob or something that you, like, attach to your bicycle or even that you wear as a pedestrian or it's, like, keyed into everyone's phones or something so that the self-driving cars know where all of the non-self-driving things are. Okay. Because one of the things that'll make them really good is that they all know where each other are. Yeah, I thought they could see pedestrians and stuff. Yeah, but it's gonna, it's still going to be way more efficient for them to, like, be looking at things with cameras and know where things are with a GPS. Okay. Uh, so Diane runs into Pickles and Mr. Peanut Butter, and uh, Pickles is quite drunk, and she kind of embarrasses herself in front of Diane. I just want you to know that I know that you and Mr. have a history. Mr.? And I'm fine with it, and there's no reason we should be awkward around each other or jealous, you know? I'm not jealous of you. Okay, good. If we were jealous of each other, that would be very normal. So either way, it's totally cool. She calls him Mr. Yeah. The only instance of anyone calling Mr. Peanut Butter anything other than his full name. (laughs) Yeah. In the same way that um, Rabidowitz is the only person that ever calls Princess Carolyn just Carolyn. Yeah. Only like reverse. Because if anything, this is more polite. There are a lot of just background couples making out in this. Mm. There are two girls dancing wearing t-shirts, one of which says, what time is it right now? And the other one says, and chill. So it's like a joke about Netflix and chill. Uh, I assume you can get t-shirts where one says Netflix and the other one says and chill. Or maybe just chill. I don't know. I'm not looking at it. (laughs) Does Netflix exist in the universe of Bojack Horseman? I feel like they never mentioned it. Yeah. Although, no, there is that special feature where... Bojack auditions for other Netflix originals. Oh, okay, yeah. But does that count? Why wouldn't it? I don't know. He's an actor. Okay, so it must exist somewhere in the world. What I'm busy thinking about is the food on Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles show is real food because it looks really good. Yeah, but also I don't think you could tape a slice of pie. No. In that way. 
and have it work if yeah, it was real food. That ceiling would have to be real firm. Bojack keeps hurting his back again. Like he keeps falling over on his back yeah. and stuff. And taking more pills. Mr. Peanut Butter remembers how he started dating his wives because they were fun and eventually they turned cold and cynical. Why do all these idealistic, vivacious women eventually turn bitter and cruel after being with me? What's the common denominator? Um, and then 1993, Katrina wants to go home, but Mr. Peanut Butter introduces her to Bojack, Bojack and then just leaves. Which I think is the worst thing to do to a person at a party. I don't know. What if you did that and punched them? Okay, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> think before you speak, Paige. <laughs> 2009, Diane wants to go home, but Mr. Peanut Butter encourages her to meet more people. In fact, go meet Bojack. He's clearly on the phone. Yeah. This is, like, like we're meant to feel bad for the way this pans out for Diane, but, like, Bojack is on the phone, and Diane, like, interrupts him to go and introduce herself. Yeah. And, like, even if Bojack wasn't on the phone to his mum about his recently dead father, that would, like, still be quite rude, and, like, yeah. exactly how that would go. He does get her costume, though, which I like. Yeah, that was cool. You mean like like a duel? A duel? <clears throat> Hold on, somebody's... Baby Bjorn Borg. Oh my god, yes! Cute, what do you want? Oh, um, I just wanted to tell you how much I loved horsing around. It was like a very formative part of my childhood, so thank you. I get a warm feeling every time I think about the song. <laughs> three little orphans, one, two, three... I'm sorry, I'm on the phone right now. Oh, uh... Uh, sorry. Yeah, Mom, I'm still here. No, it was nobody important. So back in the present, Diane's trying to leave, but Todd's hammer is now blocked in by a blue Tesla. Hey, listen, that submarine scene. You want to talk about it? No. Okay, we'll just put that in the large bucket of things we don't talk about. What the hell is that supposed to be? Thought you didn't want to talk about it. Then in 1993, Bojack gets a costume from, from Princess Carolyn. She puts a lamp on his head and says, use a one-night stand. You should be a producer or something. Ha ha. Yeah, right. But not yet. Keep manning the door. Which, I don't know, makes her fall in love with him or something. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yep. <laughs> Katrina meets Tim Allen at the party, and basically she starts becoming a Republican. And then there's a transition out of noise that Mr. Peanut Butter makes. This is from 10 Minutes with Tim Allen? You left me alone for an hour and a half. I guess time flies when you're having fun, right? I am not having fun! Uh -huh. Which I know through McElroy osmosis is a reference to Home Improvement on which is Tim Allen. Uh -huh. Yeah. I didn't catch that. I did. Well done. Indeed. <laughs> In 2004, Bojack asks P Princess Carolyn to help him with a costume again, and he like gets tangled up in... Watching the scene. Yeah, she sees the TP that Todd's done and she like throws it on him and it turns him into a mummy. When did Todd make a TP? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Peanut Butter notices and he yells that Jessica Biel should not turn around, but because he's a giant notebook, he gets stopped in the door and he can't do anything. That's really funny because it's like the exact problem that dogs have when they're trying to carry a stick that's wider than the door through a door. Oh my god. Like all he has to do is turn sideways slightly and he would be able to get through the door, but he can't because he's a dog. <laughs> I forgot he was a dog, but she does turn around and she screams. And then we jump forward to 2009 and Mr. Peanut Butter's talking to the class to flee. And Diane asks to go home. 
just as the music stops and Diane runs out of the party. In the present, Mr. Peanut Butter apologized to Pickles for pressuring her to be fun at the party. I shouldn't talk about my ex-wives so much. I don't want you to feel like you have to be fun. But I am fun. It has nothing to do with you or your ex-wives or your ex-wife Diane who is in this room right now. And then in 1993, Katrina leaves the party. Katrina, don't go. Uh, party's over. All right, fine. Let's make this an annual thing though, okay? Well, I want to see all of you back here next year. No matter what. Then at, then guess what happened in 2004? Jessica Pilio yells, and then she leaves the party. Um, so in, back in 2009, Bojack's talking to his mom about his dad's recent death. We will figure out dad's funeral. And I'm, I'm sorry. You, boy, what's going on? I think the party's over, sir. You know, I always thought that when this happened, I would feel something. I don't know what, but something. But I don't feel anything. What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong. Just sometimes parties are over. <sighs> but hey, it, it doesn't have to be over. I mean, I could stick around for a little bit. Yeah, sure. Good idea. Stick around for as long as you want. Yeah? Okay. And then we go to the present. This is the last time jump. She's good. My brain's starting to hurt. The party's over and Diane sees Mr. Peanut Butter trying to talk to Pickles and Pickles has locked herself in the bathroom. Mr. Peanut Butter says he doesn't know how he takes these ama amazing women and ruins them. Uh, I'm not ruined. No, I just mean I don't listen. That's not the only thing going on here. What do all these women have in common when you first start dating them? They're fun? They're young. You keep dating women in their 20s. I do do that. They're not fully formed yet. Life changes people. Well, not me. That's kind of my point. You don't ruin these women, they just grow up. They all grow up, but I stay the same age? How do I fix that? Well, either you date someone older. Or? Or you grow up. And Diane goes into the bathroom to help Pickles, brings her some water and offers her support. What if I'm just a rebound? I was a rebound, and he loved me so much for 10 years. If there's one thing I know about that guy, it's that he loves the person he's with deeply and unconditionally. So you don't have to worry about me, because I'm not that person anymore. You are. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then Bojack's very drunk at the end of the night, and Gina comes in is in her little outfit that she's, like, cobbled together very quickly. And she's disappointed that the party's over and she goes straight to bed. Where is everyone? Hey, let's do this again next year. I'm going to bed. I love Halloween. What is she dressed as? Some kind of tutu witch. <laughs> like a witch with a tutu. Or is it a wedding dress? I think she's meant to be a fairy godmother. Um, because she's got like a sort of a wand and uh, her skirt's made of like toilet paper and stuff and her hat is a wet floor sign and like mm -hmm. I, I guess the joke is just that she had to go to like a public toilet to get the things to make her costume out of or something. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's some pun that we're not getting and it's actually really clever. She's got toothbrushes on her arm. I like that detail. Yeah. And a plunger so, wand. Clean, clean Dorella. I know. The fairy toilet mother. 
Bojack has fallen asleep on his back, sort of, like, crumpled over a glass table. Probably not gonna help his spine problems. Mm. I genuinely like that literally every Halloween, for decades now, at the beginning of Halloween, Mr. Peter Butter turns up with a bunch of people and is like, we're having a party just like last year because you said we should, and he's like, I did not, and he's really annoyed, but then gradually gets drunk and gets into the party and loosens up, and then by the <laughs> end of the night he's drunkenly telling everyone they have to come back now next year yeah like that's sort of nice this episode is obviously kind of wistful in a lot of ways because we get all these scenes with mr peanut butter telling his girlfriend from years and years ago that he'll always love them and stuff like that but it is just like i don't know i feel like it was weirdly heartwarming at the end and it was a nice respite from the really intense shit that's been going on lately last episode anyway yeah definitely i missed it in the recap that i gave but there's a scene there where you see him spiking the punch with more alcohol and then it flashes to the 1993 version of him he's like oh i think somebody spiked the punch it's not punch it's cider oh cider i've heard cider spoken about in like a fall context on American podcasts and things in a way that suggests to me that non-alcoholic cider is like a really big thing there. Okay. So good on you guys, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have that here unless that's just what you call like fizzy apple juice. Anyway, why is it in a big bowl? I bet it's mulled. Oh, like mulled wine. Yeah, I bet yeah. it's like hot, warm cider or something. Would you leave it like a bowl, like in a bowl like that? It would cool down so quickly. Nah, because you bring your own hot cups. I don't know. Okay. I'm just trying to make sense of something without actually googling anything. <laughs> Can I say a thing I'm really annoyed about? Sure. And it's not just BoJack Horseman, but could Stephanie Beatrix please just be able to use her own voice in a TV show, please? Who? It's really sweet. The girl who plays Gina, she uses the same voice on this show as she does in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and it is not her voice. What's her real voice? It's um really high-pitched in, huh. like, kind of valley girlish. Like, it, it is nothing like Rosa. I guess she's just been kind of typecast as, like, sardonic, and that works better with a huskier voice. Yeah, and It's like tough. how I bet there's shitloads of people who don't realise that David Tennant has a really strong Scottish accent. Yeah. Because anytime he's cast in anything, he has an English one, because that's what people got used to when he was playing the Doctor. Yeah. A lot of people don't realise that Benedict Cumberbatch is a fucking ginger. Is he really? Yep. Didn't know that. Does he dye his These hair? These things happen. Yep, dyed his hair for Sherlock, now he can't get work without dyeing his hair black, I bet. Yeah. Have you seen his hair in Brexit, the HBO TV show they're making? It's very no. unflattering. Good on <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to Google it. I think the show's called Brexit. Oh, <laughs> they've like shaved it back. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Like it's, it's, it's like a real haircut, but it just looks so weird on him because you're used to seeing him as like this. Sex symbol. Yes. A Angular sex, sex symbol. <laughs> Did you know that if you get Benedict Cumberbatch's facial structure and Adam Driver's facial structure and press them up against each other, they tessellate to form a perfect cube? (laughs) (laughs) I've got no fucking idea why we're talking about Benedict Cumberbatch. Do you remember? It had something to do with Gina. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, because he got typecast. What's-her-face is only allowed to play characters if she's like, yeah, I'm... I feel like, like, especially given that she plays a cop in Filbert, I feel like in this role, they're definitely trying to evoke Rosa. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. I I like Rosa better, though. I haven't really watched much Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, no, you haven't, have you? I hear it's got crimes in it. 
Shall we murder a horse? Yeah, we should. I'm too tired. I'll just keep talking. You can email us at horseandaloud at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at horseandaloudpod. You can also find us on Tumblr or Facebook. Well, no. Our Tumblr account got deleted because we were posting so much porn. Really? If you like... No. Uh, it's a joke about Tumblr cracking down on porn and deleting everyone's blogs. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You ruined it. Sorry. <laughs> I thought we got hacked or something. Well, maybe. I haven't checked the fucking Tumblr account in like a year. <laughs> Big shout out to anyone who might be interacting with the Tumblr account. <laughs> if you like the show, please rate or review it on iTunes or just give us some candy or we'll burn your fucking house down with toilet paper. Yeah, welcome to Australia. <laughs> I'm Jem DeSalis. I'm Paige Winkle. And until next time, suck, suck a, a dick, dick dumb, dumb shit. shit.